Hey, it's Wednesday, August 9th, 2023, and I'm Dave Sobel. Three things to know today. Zoom's complex relationship with hybrid work, what their office policy reveals. The DOJ and the FTC propose a new set of merger guidelines. It's stricter rules for tech and MSBs. And OpenAI launches GPT bot web crawler. How will it impact your website content? This is the business of tech. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's talk about Zoom for a bit. Zoom Video Communications a company that sells a product for remote work is requiring some employees to return to the office at least two days a week if they live within a 50-mile radius of one of the company's offices. The move to a structured, hybrid approach comes as the company's stock has declined due to employees returning to the office, driving down the need for remote working tools. It's unclear why Zoom settled on a 50-mile radius as its requirement for returning to the office, whether employees can seek exemptions, or if performance reviews depend on in-office attendance. The move back to the office comes amid Zoom's pivot to AI, which may be forcing the return to the office as building up Zoom's AI capability is a priority. Zoom's chief product officer, Samita Hashim, clarified in a blog post that the company does not train its AI models on user content without customer consent, and that customers continue to own and control their content. This comes after a report highlighted changes to Zoom's terms of service that gave the company broad control over user data for AI work. The company has been marketing new AI-powered features, but account owners and administrators can choose whether to turn them on and will be presented with a transparent consent process for training AI models using customer content. Zoom has launched a new asynchronous video tool called Zoom Clips, which allows users to record, edit, and share video clips without joining a meeting. Clips can be accessed from the Zoom desktop app, the Zoom web portal or the Mac menu bar and Windows system tray, and users can add a title, description, and tags, trim unwanted sections, and share the recording via email. The launch of Clips is a response to platforms like Wheat, Loom, and Bubbles and comes as post-pandemic video conferencing fatigue sets in. And a sign of change in the market, Verizon is shutting down BlueJeans, which it purchased during the height of the pandemic. Forbes reports that 12.7% of full-time employees in the U.S. work from home, while 28.2% work a hybrid model, and the majority of the workforce, about 59.1%, work in the office. New data from Jones Lang LaSalle shows that developers demolished more office space than they built in the first half of 2023, 
indicating that commercial real estate is still struggling with the effects of remote work during the pandemic. Now, why do we care? Way to step on a rake here, Zoom. Or did they? Makes a great headline, right? And a hot take. But if we look at their record, they've never advocated for the end of the office. Instead, their position was the redesign of the office. Their new product is a version of that, building asynchronous work into the product set. The rationale for the new policy is that the office is now a social space, but only 1% of Zoom's staff made regular, voluntary trips into the office as of last September. I find that the insight. I could easily argue that they mishandled the messaging and the pushback and likely still need to invest in management changes. But the rationale is getting some social space, and they've been pretty consistent here. The data pushes us to hybrid work, which is the hardest to pull off well. I like this conversation because complex problems are ripe for interesting, bespoke solutions. There may be more change to come, considering that real estate data. The United States Department of Justice and Federal Trade Commission have proposed updates to their joint merger guidelines, which aim to identify potentially illegal mergers based on various criteria. The guidelines emphasize the strict enforcement of antitrust policies against private equity firms, big tech companies, and managed services providers. The guidelines include 13 different guidelines, some relevant to tech companies and MSPs, such as mergers not entrenching or extending a dominant position and examining a pattern or strategy of growth through acquisition. Guideline 7 of the merger guidelines draft warns against dominant firms acquiring smaller firms to reinforce entry barriers during technological transitions. Guideline 9 examines a pattern or strategy of growth through acquisition by examining the firm's history and current or future strategic initiatives. As a result, some of the biggest MSPs, such as IBM and Accenture, may face litigation for frequently acquiring smaller firms. The guidelines will be open to public comment until September 18, 2023. Why do we care? MSPs should comment and seek clarification on any existing language that jeopardizes or muddies the waters for existing MSP partnerships and upcoming deals. The ambiguity surrounding unlawful serial acquisitions raises questions for MSPs, particularly regarding the similarity of acquired companies' products and services, the number of acquisitions needed to complete a series, and the impact of global mergers and acquisitions on federal litigation. As the generative AI market matures, larger tech companies and MSPs may seek M&A opportunities with smaller AI firms. Still, they will likely face more significant regulatory scrutiny than in past tech acquisitions. OpenAI has introduced a new web crawler called GPTBot, which can be blocked by website administrators using the robots.txt file or by blocking the IP address. The crawler is intended to improve the accuracy and capabilities of OpenAI's AI models, but website admins must take proactive measures to prevent GPT-Bot from accessing their sites. Some have speculated that OpenAI's move could be a way to lobby for anti-scraping regulation or defend against future actions. However, data already collected by the crawler could still be subject to scrutiny. Why do we care? Do you and your customers care about your website content being used by ChatGPT? 
there are pros and cons here. You may want to assist the bot's knowledge. You may find value in its understanding of your market and recognize that you have no privacy or IP concerns. Or you may have concerns about any of these issues. This is a smart opening to discussions with customers relevant to what's happening in the field. Yes or no to GPT-Bot. Are you struggling to hire top talent for your MSP? What if a team of senior technicians screened thousands of remote MSP candidates so you could review the best of them on video, only interviewing candidates you already like? Support Adventure handles your recruiting, HR, and onboarding needs, hiring only the best English-speaking talent from around the world. Make a remote team that works hard for you and fits your company's culture. Check out supportadventure.com slash MSP radio to learn more. Thanks for listening. It's National Book Lovers Day, which is a good one. And amusingly, it's co-working day. I swear I didn't pick that one based on the Zoom story. I will talk to you again tomorrow. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines posted at businessof.tech. Like the content? Support the show at patreon.com slash mspradio or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. If you want to reach our listeners, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Part of the MSP Radio Network.